0: Welcome to the podcast of Life Change Church, where we exist to love people to life change. We hope that this podcast is both challenging and encouraging to you. Enjoy the message. Hey, good morning, and again, thank you for joining us this morning. Again, we are in the seventh and final week of a series that we've entitled Protect Ourself. And really, during this series, we've been talking about uh, some things that we need to do to protect ourselves spiritually. Right, we're all used to protecting ourselves physically, especially going through this COVID-19. But there's some things that we have to do spiritually as well. And we find these instructions in Ephesians chapter 6, which has been our, our main passage of Scripture for this series. So hopefully, since we're at the end of the series by now, you, you probably have this memorized, or at least you can paraphrase this as well, But one last time, let's go to Ephesians chapter six. So if you have your Bibles, go there with me. If you don't have a Bible, as always, we challenge you to download the YouVersion Bible app, which is just an incredible resource to take with you wherever you go. And again, this passage of scripture, there's a guy named Paul who's writing this, and he's writing to the church in Ephesus. And what he's doing, he's setting some standards on showing us how to protect ourselves when it comes to living a Christ-like life. So let's check this out, Ephesians chapter six, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground and after you've done everything to stand. Now, here's what's interesting, right? If you look at this, here's Paul and he looks at it, and he's pretty adamant about the full armor of God. In fact, he, he specifically mentions it two times. And here's why. The full armor of God is what keeps us going. The full armor of God is what keeps us afloat, especially in times of evil. And right now we are living in some crazy times. But we need the full armor of God and we need it to keep us afloat, to keep us going. In fact, someone shared this with me on Facebook. So I figured why, why not try it out with you guys right here? But it's talking about how oranges do certain things, right? The full armor of God, when we have the full armor on, when it's completely covered right here, what we have is, is it keeps us afloat. So if you look at an orange, when it has its skin on, I was a little nervous there, it kind of dropped in, right? <laughs> but if it has its skin on, it floats. But what do we do? Oftentimes, we end up taking some of our armor off, right? There's times where, where we may take the belt of truth off, where maybe a little lie slips in. So what happens is some of our armor falls off, right? For some of us, we don't rely on the Bible. So what happens is some of our, our armor falls off, right? For some of us, we don't rely on, on, on different things. And for in a little bit, after a while, our armor is completely gone right? and we're, we're left kind of bare, and we think we can move forward. We think we can continue to float. But what's a crazy is that it sinks. Well, it should sink. No, it does sink, right? I did test this out, but I wanted, to, I wanted to show you this. And I think a lot of times we go on without our armor. There's a lot of times we, we continue on in living life without the full armor of God. But we need the full armor, especially in times like this. And again, here's the full armor. Continues on in verse 14. It says, stand firm then Be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Again, that's the full armor of God. And that's how we walk in strength. And it's not just our strength. We've seen before, when we walk in our strength, we're set up to fail. But when we walk in his strength, we're set up for success. And to walk in his strength, we have to put the full armor of God. We have to put the belt of truth on. We have to put the the breastplate of righteousness on. We have to get our feet fitted with the readiness of peace. We have to get our shield of faith. We have to have the helmet of salvation. We have to have the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. We have to have all these things working together so that we can move forward, so that we can gear up, so that we can suit up to protect ourselves. And then, and then after we're protected, after we have all those things, then what we do is we pray. We're putting on this gear for a certain reason. Right? There's a purpose to it, and the purpose is to pray, which is what I want us to talk about today. In fact, continues on the end. In verse 18, and it says, again, it says this. It says, pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Listen, once we suit up, once we get our gear on, we don't just stand there and remain idle, right? but we, we go into action and our action is prayer. As a follower of Christ, prayer is our action. In fact, Martin Luther King Jr. said it this way said to be a Christian without prayer is no more possible than to be alive without breathing. Listen, we've got to pray. I think right now, more than anything in the world, we have to pray. Listen, the racial divide is so crazy right now. And many of us were asking, what can we do? Listen, for me, I'll tell you, I feel helpless. Listen, I'm watching a town where where I lived in for three years get destroyed and I feel helpless. I'm watching people that I love Get murdered, and and I feel helpless. Listen, I'm a white guy, and I feel like there's nothing I can do. But listen, we can stand up and we can start praying right now. And we need to pray. That's our starting point. That's where it all begins because the power of God comes from prayer. We have to pray. So there's some powerful stuff behind our prayers, and that's why we suit up. That's why we protect ourselves. We've got to pray. MC Hammer, he said it this way you've got to pray just to make it today. But it's true. It's true. We've got to pray. And prayer is this. It's our step towards victory in each and every battle. Listen, we're set up for failure unless we pray. And we're set up for failure every time, each and every battle. We're set up for failure unless we pray. Listen, that's the purpose of of why we put the armor of God on. It's what we're called to do. It's how we fight. And today I want to jump in and I actually just want to talk about our action steps right away so that we can get to it, so that we can be putting this into practice. So number one, Number one step towards victory is this, is to pray at all times. Again, verse 18 says, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. Listen, we've got to pray at all times. We've got to pray when things are good. We've got to pray when things are bad. We've got to pray when things are mediocre and just kind of wrong. We've got to pray at all times. Another verse that Paul wrote, he wrote to the church in Thessalonica, he stated, pray without ceasing. This means pray without stopping, right? Never stop praying. And pray with all kinds of prayers and requests. Now, as I say that, you think that sounds all well and good, but the truth is sometimes if we're honest with ourselves, prayer can be hard. Right? Sometimes we just don't know how to pray. Sometimes we don't know what to say. Right, some of us, we've probably been praying for years. And the truth is we're still second guessing ourselves. We're thinking maybe, hey, we're, we're doing it wrong or maybe our, our, my prayers aren't getting listened. Maybe my prayers aren't so powerful. And listen, like, you're thinking like, how am I supposed to pray all the time if I don't even know if I'm doing it right? First of all, let me just put you at ease. Prayer is this. It's a conversation with God. God wants to communicate with us and he wants us to communicate with him. So much so that he gave us Jesus. He gave us Jesus so that we could be connected to him. He sent Jesus to live a perfect life, die on a cross and be risen again so that we would have a connection that couldn't be broken, right, so that we could have a connection with God. And he also gave us Jesus and even to teach us how to pray as well. In fact, Jesus gives us the ultimate example and Matthew 6, verses 9 through 13, which many of us, we know as the Lord's Prayer. But if you look at it, really, this is a, this is a cheat sheet to prayer. It's kind of a, a, a token go-to where we need to, when we're, when we're wondering what to pray. In fact, it says this in verse 9, it says, this then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also for, have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And Jesus taught his disciples how to pray. And he taught us how to pray as well. And he's teaching them, not he teaches them this this prayer, not so that they just repeat it verbatim, but so that they would have a structure of prayer, so that they would have some go-to, so that they had some things that they could rely on, so that they could pray on every occasion. And the same is true for us. We can learn from this prayer. We can learn from this prayer so that we can continue to pray without ceasing. And if you look at it, it says this, it starts with our father, our father in heaven. And what this is, this is a very relational address. In fact, this is one of the first times where people had heard where they could actually talk to God as a relationship. They could talk to God as a father. And so Jesus is saying that part of our prayer has to be relational, right? For us, part of our prayer is is to get personal, right? We need to take it personal and to pray on all occasions. We need to make it personal. And if you're going to be praying without ceasing, you're going to be praying at all times. There's some personal things that are going to come up. So part of our prayer is to make it personal. And then he says, hallowed be your name. Again, hallowed is a term of reverence. It's a term that's really a great honor to give somebody else. And we need to give honor to God. Part of our prayer should be giving honor to him. Right, So to pray again at all times is to give honor to him. And everything that we're going through, in every situation, we need to give honor to him. Then it says, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And what this is, this is praying with his authority. This is praying in his authority. In fact, next week, we're actually going to jump into a a short three-part series where we're going to be talking about authority. So I challenge you to to check us out again next week. Again, if you're coming in person, we do uh, require some registration. So make sure that you register online, but you can also check us out. You can check us out through Facebook, through our church website as well. We'll be on those as well, continually online throughout this time as well. But, But check us out as we go into this new series. But what we're talking about is we're talking about authority. And what we need to do when we pray is we need to pray with God's authority. We need to pray his kingdom come. We need to pray his desires over our own desires. We need to pray his will. And then it goes on and it says, then give us today our daily bread. And again, this is where we can ask for our needs. Part of prayer is asking God for our needs. And listen, that's a good thing, right? He's our ultimate provider. He's the giver of everything that we have. He's the one that that can meet our needs. He's the one that can solve our problems. So we need to go to him. And again, part of praying every day, each and every moment, is continually realizing that God is bigger than our problems and that we can take it to him. And this is Jesus. Jesus says in his prayer, forgive us our debts. What this is, this is a time of confession. This is for some of us. We need to confess some things that we've done. We need to confess some of our mistakes, right? So that we can be forgiven of them as well. A lot of times it's hard to pray effectively if we're holding on, if we're holding on to regret, if we're holding on to doubt, and things that God's not holding over our heads, but things that we're holding over our own heads. So that part of prayer should be confession. And listen, for some of us, we could pray without ceasing just based on confession, right? For some of us, there's things that we can confess each and every moment of the day. Then it finally says this, it says, lead us not into temptation what this is, this is inviting God into the fight. This is asking for his help and resisting the devil. Listen, right now, our nation, our culture, our country, we're in a fight. And we need to invite God into it. Right? We need to have him. We need to ask him to lead us not into temptation, to lead us not into evil, to lead us not into, into ways and different things that can divide us more, but instead that can unify us together. We need his help. We need to invite him in the fight. And then another version actually goes on and says, for yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. Right? This again is claiming his will. We need to pray his will. Right? Jesus taught us how to pray. Right? Jesus taught us how to pray. He didn't give us this so we, we read it verbatim, but he gave it so that we actually have parts to pray. In fact, there's some prayers that may not have each and every part, but there's times where we can pray each and every moment if we just rely on this prayer. Right? There's times where, where we need to have a relationship with him. There's times where we need to go to him and make it personal, right? There's times where we need to give him honor. There's times where, where we need the power of his authority, right? There's times and there'll always be times where we have needs. There's times and there'll always be, be, always be times where, where we need to confess something, to free us so that we can walk in that field. There's times where we always need to invite him into the battle. And this is what we need to do. We need to pray at all times, inviting him in, praying on all occasions. So number one, pray at all times. Number two is this, is to pray in the spirit. If you look at verse 18 again, it says, pray in the spirit. Now today is known as what's a Pentecost Sunday. This is actually a, a Jewish celebration of the spring harvest. But it's also, it's also when the uh, disciples received the power of the Holy Spirit. See, Jesus, Jesus had descended and he sent the Holy Spirit to descend among the disciples after he died on the cross and was risen again so that they could have power so that they could do miracles, so that they could work in him, right? so that they could do amazing things. And what this is, is a celebration of the promise of Jesus that really came to fruition. Back in John 14, 16 through 7, Jesus promised the Holy Spirit. He says this, he says, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because he neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for He lives." with you and will be and is in you, right? Then after that, in Acts chapter two, after Jesus had ascended back to heaven, the disciples were all together. Again, they were celebrating the spring harvest festival together. And then the Holy Spirit came and became their helper, right? And this is what Pentecost is all about. But more importantly, this is the day the disciples received the power. They received the help. They received the guidance of the Holy Spirit, right? And because of the Holy Spirit, the church grew. Because of the Holy Spirit, the number of believers were added each and every day. And listen, we have that same access today. And all we have to do is ask. And we have to ask for the power of the Holy Spirit. We have to ask for the overflowing of the Holy Spirit. We have to ask for the overwhelming power to reside in us. And this is why we're called to pray in the Spirit. Because we have the help of the advocate. We have the ultimate helper. So I want to challenge you to pray in the Spirit. Now, for some of us, when I mention this, when I mention Pentecost or when I mentioned praying in the Spirit, for some of us, we automatically put our guard up. For some of us, we've seen some weird things or heard some weird things when it comes to Pentecost or Pentecostals or when it comes to the Holy Spirit or praying in the Spirit. We've seen some weird things. But here's what I want you to understand. The Holy Spirit is not weird. People are weird sometimes, but the Holy Spirit is not. And unfortunately, because of some people's weirdness, because of some people's weirdness, we've seen some abuses or we've seen some kooky, prideful things when it comes to the Holy Spirit. But here's what I want us to understand about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not an it. Right? He's not some type of eerie, spooky presence. Right? He's not something that, that we're catching. It's not like a bug or a flu that's going to make us do some weird things. Right? That's not who the Holy Spirit is. The Holy Spirit is not an it. In fact, the Bible never refers to the Holy Spirit as an it, but always as a him. Because the Holy Spirit is a person. The Holy Spirit is a person that helps us. And here's what I want us to understand too. The Holy Spirit is not like a status symbol. He's, he's not a token to make us act superior or to make others feel inferior. That's not what he's about at all. The only thing he's about, he's about helping us. He's not a scary presence to be avoided, but he's real and he's the ultimate helper. He's our best friend. He's the promise of Jesus. He's the promise of Jesus to be the encourager that we need, to be the comforter that we need, to be the protector that we need. He's the promise to to uplift us like anything that we could ever, ever experience, right? And he knows what's best for us and he wants what's best for us because the Holy Spirit is our lifeline to the Father. The Holy Spirit's our lifeline to our creator, to our maker. And we need to pray in the Spirit, which means this. It means prayer inspired and guided by our lifeline to the Father. It means prayer inspired by by our comforter, by our guide, that goes beyond us. Praying in the Spirit means that our weaknesses, we're going beyond our weaknesses, but we can actually have confidence that God will hear our prayers because of who the Holy Spirit is. Listen, that's some good prayer. In fact, Romans 8.26 says it this way. It says, in the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. Listen, there's some times where we don't know what to pray about. There's some times we don't know how to pray. There's some times we don't have the words for it. But we can have the confidence through the power of the Holy Spirit. We can ask for the Holy Spirit to overflow in us in that moment. And he'll give us words. He'll give us groans. He'll give us inklings of what to say, how to say it, when to say it. And God will hear those prayers. And all we have to do is ask. And we have to pray in the Spirit. Listen, understand this. God didn't give us the spirit as an option, but as a necessity. We need a spirit each And every day, we need it when our full armor is on. We need it when we pray. So I want to challenge you to pray at all times, pray in the spirit. And then number three is to stay alert. And it says with this in mind, be alert. To pray effectively, to utilize our full armor, we need to be alert. And we need to be watchful for all the things that that Satan's throwing our way. Or we need to be quick to notice any any potential dangers in our lives or, or in the lives of other followers of Christ. And then we need to pray about them. We need to persevere through them and we need to be unwavering. I think for many of us, it's it's easy to become complacent. It's easy just to give up or or to give in or or look the other way. It's easy to become lax on certain things. But the truth is, the truth is we have to be ready. We have to be alert, To stay suited up, to stay protected, we need to stay alert. First Corinthians 16, 13 through 14 says, be on your guard, stand firm in the faith. Be courageous, be strong, do everything in love. And listen, men, if you've actually been in our, uh, in our restroom at Life Change Church, this is weird that I'm referring to the restroom right now in the middle of a prayer. But in whatever thing it says, it says act like men. We need to act like followers of Christ. Right? We need to man up. We need to be on guard. We need to stand firm, be courageous and strong, and do everything in love. Right? To be alert means that we respond with love. To be alert means that we lead our prayers in a loving way, right? We need to watch for opportunities. We need to watch for opportunities to pray. We need to watch for opportunities to to see needs and and, and meet those needs. We need to watch for a chance to show love. That's all I challenge you. Pay attention to the things in your life. Pay attention to the things in the lives of those close to you. Be alert. And then number four, pray for others. We need to pray for others. It says, always keep on praying for all the Lord's to pray effectively, to win the battle through prayer, we need to pray for others. And listen, what this is, this is a form of intercession. Right? We need to, to intercede for others. We need to pray on behalf of others. That's what intercession is. It's prayer on behalf of others. And we need to pray for all the Lord's people. One of the coolest things that, about Facebook Live and doing church online is that you can actually see the comments of others. Right? So I wanna challenge you, as we're watching online right now, As you've seen prayer requests come through in this service, start praying for those prayer requests. And don't just pray for them now. Maybe write them down and go through and pray them. Make it a part of your prayer life throughout this week. Make a note where you see, where you're reminded of this person throughout this week, right? But pray for the Lord's people and pray at all times for all people. To do this means oftentimes that oftentimes we need to get outside of our pretty little box, outside of our pretty little lives that we made for ourselves. And we need to see more than what's just around us. And listen, there's a lot of things around us right now. We can stay in our box and say, hey, that's not my problem. But guess what? It goes beyond us. There's some of the Lord's people that are being affected by this, and we need to pray. We need to pray for all the Lord's people. We need to see the world beyond just ourselves. Even as a church, right? We need to see the world and the church for more than just our world and our church. Listen, as believers, we are connected to believers all across this world. As followers of Christ, we're connected to followers of Christ all across this nation. And again, we're seeing this right now with Church Online, which is amazing. But as Christians and as churchgoers, we're connected with others in this country. We're connected with others in this county. We're connected with others in this city. the truth is, it's not just about Life Change Church, but it's about the church, capital C, meaning all the churches that are preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we need to be praying for each and every church. And we need to pray for the churches in this community, in this state, in this nation, in this world that are preaching the good news of Jesus. We need to intercede for them. And here's what's amazing. If you're thinking like, how do, who, who should I pray for? Listen, if you ask God, he'll always place someone on your heart. There's always, he'll always place someone on your heart. There's times where you might even not even know who to pray for, but somebody might come to your mind. Guess what? That's not bad pizza. That's God speaking to you and he's telling you to pray for them at that moment right now. He's telling you to get outside your bubble and to pray for others. Listen, prayer is our step towards victory in each and every battle. And here's what's amazing. Here's what's amazing. We can have this confidence of how we pray. In fact, Jesus said this in Luke chapter 11, verses nine through 10. It says, so I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives The one who seeks finds, and the one who knocks, the door will be open. Imagine that in your life. Imagine if you prayed on all occasions and received what you were asking because you were praying the will of God. Imagine if you prayed in the spirit and had his help to open up doors. Imagine if you were alert enough to find out what you've been seeking. Imagine if your prayers did the same for others. Listen today, as you have the full armor of God on, I want to challenge you to pray. I want to challenge you to pray on all occasions. Pray in the spirit, be alert, and pray for others because prayer is our step towards victory in each and every battle. And maybe for you, maybe your first prayer is a prayer of accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Listen, if that's you, if that's you, what I want to do is I want to give you that opportunity right now. And if you're watching online and you never made a decision to follow Jesus, you've never said the prayer of asking Jesus to become your Lord and Savior, I want to give you that opportunity right now. What you can do is you can simply just raise your hand, maybe make a comment in the, in the comment box, let's say, hey, that's me. And then what you can do is you can repeat after this prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your Son to die on a cross for me. God, I accept your forgiveness. I repent of my sins, and I commit my life to you. Lord, I ask that you be with me, guide me each and every day, so that I can pray without ceasing, so that I can pray in the spirit, so that I can be alert, and so that I can pray for others. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the Life Change Church Podcast. If you were here today and you were listening and you made a decision to follow Christ, we would love to hear about it. Or maybe you're here and you're listening and that God is asking you, to make the next step with whatever that it is in your life. We would love to hear about it and partner up with you. If you would, go to www.mylifechangechurch.com and under the media section, please fill out the contact us information and let us know if you made a decision to follow Christ. Let us know what God is asking of you and if you need prayer, we would love to partner up with you in prayer as well. We hope that you enjoyed the podcast and that it both encouraged and challenged you. Have a great week.